0: Christian Heritage Ministry in cooperation with Fuller Seminary proudly presents the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, a broadcast of the Gospel with Dr. Charles Eiffel.
1: sunshine, you know, and as you sing through the first verse, turn around, give a good Long Beach welcome to all the friends here. tell me where you're from quickly. Washington, Michigan, Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Alaska. All right, sit down. That's fine, thank you.
0: service for Jesus your King. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily his praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonderful.
1: We thank thee today, Heavenly Father, that thy ear is ever open to the cry of the righteous, to those that are humble and contrite and broken before thee. Thou dost love to hear the prayers of those that say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Come, needy, thou wilt supply every need according to thy riches in glory for Christ Jesus. And we thank thee today that thou dost. Receive sinful men. And to those that are in darkness, sinful, wayward, away from the Father's house, may they come through the one door of salvation, Christ Jesus, and become new creations in him. For we ask it in Christ's name. Amen.
0: This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid out somewhere beyond the blue. The door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. They're all expecting me, and that's one thing I know, i fixed it up. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh no oh no oh, I have no friend like you If heaven's not my home And I can't.
1: Mrs. Fuller, or Honey, reading the letter.
2: Greetings to you, friends, everywhere. Here is a good letter. Dear Charles Fuller, your plain preaching of the word in these last days warms our hearts so much that we take our telephone book and call people up Sunday mornings, sometimes as many as 40. We want others to hear of the wonderful gospel. Some people do not even know of your hour, and they thank us for telling you about it. And a doctor in the Midwest sends us his prescription blank, and it really is quite novel. For beside the patient's name, he has written in, This Old World. Address? Everywhere. Date? Always. And the prescription reads, For the patient to take the old-fashioned revival hour. Your station. And follow directions. And then below that, Pour it out, Fullers. We're behind you. That's nice, isn't it? Dear Reverend Fuller, a few weeks ago you spoke of someone about to take his life being in your listening audience. And when you said that, I felt so strange, for I was over 2,000 miles away from you, and I wondered how you knew. I was all alone. I had passed through months of hardship and had buried my beloved mother just the day before. I felt I could not go on. I had made all my plans to turn the gas on in the kitchen. Then, in desperation, I wanted to put it off a little while, and I turned on the radio. I passed by jazz, by talking, all sorts of things, and then I caught your music, which was so sweet and cheering and comforting, and it seemed when you were giving your sermon that you were sitting in the room talking to me. When you went off the air, I felt different. And I knelt down and prayed for God to forgive me and to give me courage to to take up where mother had left off. The next day, I got a job. And now I can truly say that God is with me. He is my friend. About two weeks ago, while Mr. Fuller was sitting on a bench at Mount Hermon, waiting to get a long-distance telephone message through, he began talking with a lady sitting near. She told him that she had labored long in the mission in Labrador, which was started by Dr. Grenfell. And then she said that this program was the only religious broadcast she was able to hear there. It meant so very much to the small group of believers. She said it came in clearly during the long winters, bringing heavenly sunshine and hope, no matter how the winds howled or the sleet blew in the heavy storms. Because of ill health, she is now living out on the desert at Trona, and there she continues to listen. The last letter here is headed off the China coast on a Pacific transport. Dear Reverend and Mrs. Fuller, once again I was thrilled at hearing your broadcast. One of the officers of this ship had your program tuned in last evening. I was passing and I heard the music, and I said, why, that's the old-fashioned revival hour coming from Long Beach. And sure enough, I was right. I had a nice talk with the officer regarding the plan of salvation, and I told him to continue to listen to you as you are one who gives forth God's true message. May you be able to continue this service to mankind. And that is all I shall have time for today, friends.
1: Let's take our song sheets, please, number 40 and stand and sing one verse of What a Friend We Have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Sing heartily and sing in the Spirit.
0: In the lowland of sin, hoping that we at last the light from may win, serving the Master through the morning are we. Sunset is coming, but the sunrise will see. Sunset is coming, but the sunrise will see. Heavenly beauty makes the shadows to flee. Glory is waiting when the Spirit is free. Sunset. Sunrise to see strangers but happy in this vineyard today, crying to help our Lord and Savior away, serving the Master through the noontime of the
2: sunset is coming, but the sunrise.
0: Trusting The promise that we'll give is well done Serving the master all the evening are we Sunset is coming but the sunrise will see Sunset is coming but the sunrise will see Heavenly beauty makes the shadows to flee Glory is waiting when the spirit is free Sunset is coming but the sunrise will see Sunset is coming, but the sunrise will see. Sunset is coming, but the sunrise will see.
1: Just in a moment, I'm going to ask the quartet to sing Let the Lower Lights Be Burning. Dick Brown will take the solo part. I'm sorry, that this is Dick Brown's last Sunday with us on the old-fashioned revival hour quartet. We've learned to love Dick. He's a real Christian boy. He's leaving to go out and preach the gospel of the grace of the Son of God, wherever God may lead him. And Dick, I just want you to know that I love you as a son. I don't like to have you go, but we're praying God's richest blessing upon you. And as you sing now, let the lower lights be burning. May hundreds that are now in darkness find Christ the light of the world.
0: Let the lower lights be burning, send a gleam across the way, some for fainting, struggling seamen. see my
1: To the old fashioned revival hour brought to you by the Gospel Broadcasting Association from the Municipal Auditorium at Long Beach, California. This is Charles E. Borch speaking.
0: You are listening to the Old Fashioned Revival Hour with Dr. Charles E. Fuller. The message today is titled, Moses Forsook All. Open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 27, as we rejoin the broadcast. I'll provide information on how to contact us after Dr. Fuller's message. Pleasant pastors feed us For our thy folds prepare Blessed Jesus Blessed Jesus Thou hast bought us Thine we are. Blessed Jesus said, Jesus, Thou hast brought us Thine we are. Early let us seek Thy favor, early let us do Thy will. Blessed Lord and only Savior With thy love our bosoms fill Blessed Jesus Blessed Jesus Thou hast loved us Love us still Blessed Jesus Jesus, thou hast loved us, love us
1: still. Will you take your Bibles, please, and turn to Hebrews, 11th chapter, verse 27, speaking upon these words? Moses forsook. And will you give careful attention and prayerful attention, please, and pray as we give the message. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. As you will note, there are three acts of faith mentioned in connection with Moses. The first in verses 24 to 26. By faith, Moses, when he came to come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and so forth. And the third act of faith will speak upon next Lord's day. Through faith, he kept the Passover. But today, we're dwelling upon the second act of faith, as recorded in the 27th verse. Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. And I realize that I'm directing this to believers, and especially to the young converts. But I want you to pray, too, that God will use the message and the salvation of many souls. Moses left Egypt on two occasions. The account of those two flights are recorded in the second book of the Old Testament. That is in Exodus. And the word Exodus, by the way, means the way out. Exodus is the way out for the children of Israel who had been in bondage for some 400 years. So Exodus, the way out, tells us of that great and grand theme of redemption, redeemed by the blood of the Paschal Lamb. But now to the two flights of Moses from the land of Egypt. Chapter 2, verses 14 and 15 of Exodus. Who made thee a prince and judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. And now Hebrews 11.27 refers to the second flight, the second time that Moses left Egypt. Listen carefully. In the first flight, As recorded in the second chapter, Moses feared and fled from the face of Pharaoh. The second flight, Moses, by faith, forsook not fearing the wrath of the king. And in fact, during this second flight, when Moses led the children of Israel the way out by the Red Sea and into the wilderness, He was able to exhort and comfort his people as follows. Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this day. The first flight, remember, was by fear. Moses feared and fled. The second flight was by faith. He forsook, not fearing, the wrath of the king. Now listen. Since faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then God had spoken to Moses. Moses heard, Moses believed, Moses rested upon the sure foundation of God's word. He forsook Egypt. That is, he left Egypt behind, relinquishing all of its temporal passing honors, such as first, to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Second, to be next in the line uh, the Pharaoh or the powerful ruler over Egypt, a highly civilized nation of that day. Third, to cast aside the worldly wisdom of his day, so highly esteemed by men. For bear in mind that according to Acts 7.22, Moses was learned in all the wisdom of Egypt and was mighty in words and deeds. Moses, by faith, hearing from God, forsook, that is, relinquished all of Egypt's passing honors, not fearing the wrath of the king. Moses got a vision of eternal things you get a vision of the glorious eternal things and the little glittering, passing glitter and glamour of this world will sink into utter insignificance. Moses, by faith, forsook, relinquished the honors of this world to become loving, fond servants of their Lord. And when our faith rests upon the word of God, the one and only eternal foundation, which shall never be shaken or moved, when faith does its perfect work, fear goes out. For has not the word of God or God promised as follows in Isaiah 26.3? Listen. Listen. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Why? Because he trusteth in Jehovah. Jehovah is everlasting strength. Again, did not Paul write under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as recorded in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, In nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall garrison your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Fear comes in and does its deadly work. And when fear comes in, one becomes a double-minded person. That is, one who at various and sundry times leans one day on self and feelings and fancies and thrills. At other times, they lean upon Jehovah when when they become unstable, they take the counsel of the ungodly But when their minds become fixed upon Jehovah, they have perfect peace. That is for the believers, but there's no peace to the wicked, saith the Lord. You're like the troubled sea. You need to be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ and come the only way and basis of reconciliation, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. Bear in mind, He will keep you amidst all contrary winds. And if you want to have a guidepost as to what a perfect peace is, read the 91st Psalm. My Bible's about worn out at the 91st Psalm. Read it. Oh, before you go to sleep tonight, Read it and find there the characteristics of one who has perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon Jehovah. Now, Moses was first a double-minded man. And in his first flight, as I said a moment ago, he feared, he fled. Then his mind became fixed upon Jehovah, and by faith he forsook, not fearing. The wrath of the king. Our time will permit me. Let's follow for just a few moments. Moses on his path of faith. Which path led him to forsake or relinquish all the high honors of Egypt. Moses, believing God's word, stands before Pharaoh. It's recorded there in the fifth chapter of Exodus. Saying to Pharaoh, let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. It's recorded there in the fifth chapter of Exodus. Saying to Pharaoh, let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Three days' journey. Mark that, please. Not two, not four, not one. Three days' journey into the wilderness. God doesn't waste words that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Pharaoh is defiant. He says, Who is the Lord that I should serve Him? I don't know anything about Him. He stands up with great swelling words, a type of the Antichrist that's going to oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God in the days to come before Jesus God. And so Satan... Pharaoh, rather, counters with four propositions, four compromises. And let me say this, that the moment that the gospel is preached, Satan will come at you with four compromises. And is using the very same methods today to keep you from three days' journey into the wilderness. Here they are. I won't have time to go into it in great detail, but you need to know how Satan works. We're not ignorant of his devices. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And right now, in this visible audience, Satan is doing his part to keep you from the Word of God. And if you hear it and want to accept the offer of grace in Christ Jesus, Satan will make you four compromise four propositions. Copy him down if you want. After that demand on the part of Moses to Pharaoh, Pharaoh says, alright, go ye first, sacrifice to your God in the land. That is, you can worship God just as well here in Egypt, no need to separate yourself. Be a Christian if you will, but don't openly declare yourself to be one, keep quiet. Satan objects to separation from sin, from the world. But Moses was not deceived. That's the first compromise. Second, chapter 8:28. Go, only ye shall not go very far away. Be a borderline believer. One foot in the world, one foot in the church. In the things of God. And believe you me, after years of experience in receiving thousands of letters. The borderline believer is above all men the most miserable. You're neither fish nor fowl. I don't know what you are. Go, but be very close. Be a borderline believer. The third compromise is leave the children behind. Ye that are men may go. Satan would keep his hold on the young people. Religion is all right for granddad and grandmother. When I get old and uh, I've made my wad, why, then I'll think about religion. But I want to tell you something. Statistics show that the largest percent of conversions on the part of believers is back in the junior age when they're young. The chances are very few as you grow older that you'll ever be saved. Keep the children. You can have the rest. And then in the 10th chapter, 24th verse, go only let your flocks and herds be stayed. Keep control of one's property. Go be a believer. Join your local church, but your business, keep that in the world at least six days of the week. No, sir, when God saves you, he saves you through and through. And my Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added unto you, and you become a trustee, a steward of your money, of your possessions, of your property, of your time. And you had better buy up the time. What are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your finances? Are they yours? No, God's giving them to you. Be a good steward and be able to render a just account when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ in the days to come. And so Moses was not deceived. He said, right, we've got to go three days' journey. Why three days? Did it ever occur to you, why three days? I want to give this to you because every word of the Bible is there. No waste words in the Bible. Three days speaks of resurrection. It's the number of resurrection on resurrection ground. Listen. Matthew 12:40. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man, that is Christ, be three days, and three nights in the heart of the earth, second or first Corinthians 15, three and four, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. And when Adam, or rather Abraham and Isaac went out to the Mount Moriah to sacrifice Isaac, he left the two helpers behind at a certain point and went three days journey into the Mount. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, accounting that God was able to raise him up Even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure as one from the dead. Three days' journey on resurrection ground. I want to say to you today that the trouble with the Corinthian church was this. They were not on resurrection ground. And so, listen carefully and close it. If ye died with Christ, from the rudiments that is the religious teaching set forth by men's wisdom and it's on all sides. Why as all living in the world are ye subject to the ordinances? Why do you keep a certain day? Why do you do this? If you be risen with Christ or if you be risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ Sitteth on the right hand of the Father. If risen with Christ, three days journey on resurrection ground, God takes you to the mount of God, to the tent of his assembly, to the place where you are guided by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, to a tabernacle where the beggarly elements of this world find no place. And it spoils you for the world. I never preach against dancing or any amusements. Never. You get a vision of the risen Christ and seek those things which are above. It'll spoil you for the beggarly elements of the world. Amen. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And be not conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I've got such a taste of heavenly things that the things of this world nauseate me. This world is not my hope. I'm a pilgrim and a stranger. And I, I'm bound for heaven. Hallelujah. Are you? Amen. A revival will break out here yet. Yeah. Moses heard, believed one thing. That judgment was coming down upon the land of Egypt. A death-destroying angel would pass over. He believed God. He said, we and my, I and my people must go three days' journey on resurrection ground. For if we have been planted together or grafted in to the likeness of His death, we shall also share His resurrection. Buried by baptism, that means the Holy Spirit placing you into the body. You share His resurrection. And you become more than conqueror through Him that loved you and gave Himself for you. Listen, do you want power over drink? Do you want power over some sin that's damning your soul? Then become placed into the body by the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ, and let the resurrection power of God flow through you. And the passions and the sins and the things that are damning your soul will go right out if Christ be in you, the hope of glory. Let's bow our heads in prayer. My beloved friend, seated by the radio, God has been speaking to you. Him that cometh unto me, God says, i am know wise. cast out. And though your sins be as scarlet, they should be as white as snow. Will you come now? Let us reason together. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses from all sin. Will you take God at his word? Kneel where you are, in your room. Stop your car, draw over to the curb. Give your heart to Christ today out on the ships of the sea. Bow your head and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me for Christ's sake. God bless you. I just feel the pull across the radio that hundreds are accepting Christ today as the personal Savior. While our heads are bowed here and Christians are praying in this fine visible audience, how many will quickly put their hands up and say, Brother Fuller, pray for me. I want to accept Christ as my personal Savior. I'd like to be remembered in a word of prayer. Will you, God bless you. Will you put your hand up and say, pray for me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else, put your hand up quickly before we leave the old Fashioned Revival Hour. And say, Brother Fuller, pray for me. I want to, God bless you. I want to accept, God bless you, boy. Is there another hand? Where are you? Yes, God bless you. Continue in prayer as we leave the old-fashioned revival hour. This is Charles E. Fuller speaking, bidding you goodbye and praying God's richest blessing upon you. We trust for God's grace to be with you next Lord's Day on this, the same station to which you're listening.